My book, Painformation, comes out this fall. It's all about helping people who struggle with pain to persevere and fulfill their purpose. And now, here's my conversation with Cameron Lambert. Hey everybody, welcome to the Life of Wilson podcast. I'm James Wilson, and this is where we help you think clearly and plan effectively so that you can achieve your goals. I'm here with the amazing Cameron Lambert. What's up, man? How's it going, James? Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, man. It's going great. Um, Cameron and I, we've connected. Uh, we've been connected for years. Yeah. Um, he's a great friend of mine. He is a student of leadership. He is very humble. He's all about passion, and not just passion, but about excellence. Uh, but enough of me talking about you, uh, Cameron. Why don't you just um, share a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind? Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, well, well, bro, number one, dude, I really appreciate you having me on this podcast. Uh, I love that we have such a great friendship where we're talking all the time, and then we even get to do ministry together like this. And I think it's it's such an awesome experience. Um, and so I just want to thank you so much for that. Uh, I've... We've known each other for what about uh through three years, two years, um, mm-hmm. some, somewhere around that time. Uh, we connected uh, over an email, I believe it was, and uh, I was just uh, fresh in kids ministry. Um, I've been in kids ministry. I was in kids ministry for about five years, uh, where I led um, at a uh, church back in my home in Biloxi, Mississippi, and then moved on to Jackson, Mississippi, to be a kids pastor there as well. And, and then we had to get to connect, and then. God said, Hey, you know, you love kids. Well, how do you feel about students? And so now I'm actually a student pastor at the local church that I'm on staff at right now. And so it's been great because God's been really putting on my heart, just this passion for the next generation, whether they be four years old or whether they be 16 years old. And man, I've just had a had a great, great opportunity getting to learn and grow and and just kind of just feel like how to do this and uh, married to an amazing woman, Becca. We've been married for about four and a half years now, and she is the complete opposite of me, which means that we fight hard and we love hard, <laughs> That's uh, right. all the time. Uh, and so it's been it's been really I awesome. Like Let's use that as a hashtag. Yes, hashtag, hashtag fight, fight hard, hard, love hard. hard. <laughs> come on, come on. There you go. It's a there you go. Um, but no, she's been my rock. Uh, she's just a very encouraging person. She's just she's that person where. You can, you know, preach a really terrible message and you walk backstage and she'll give you a big old hug. And then she'll also say, yeah, Cameron, that was pretty terrible. You know, like she's just both uh-huh. of those people. She's encouraging, but she's also honest. And I think you need that in your life. And and so uh, I just been I've been really blessed to have her. And and man, just being on this journey, man, just uh, just just one day at a time, man. God is good. Yeah. And I think one thing that um, I don't think I know, one thing that instantly connected us was just um, both of us moving towards this this thing of excellence you know in our lives yeah. and continuing to grow and continuing to make the changes that we need to yeah. and that's one thing you know and that really goes to the whole purpose of, of what I'm doing and my message uh, because a lot of people you know they want to achieve things in their life but they, they just have unclear thinking you know and uh, unplanned priorities you know and and again you can work hard but if you're working hard in the wrong direction you got to turn around and then work even harder to get back to where you started right you know what I mean and and so it's very difficult but I think uh, you know the whole thing of excellence was something that that impressed me about you and 
for people who want to achieve things in their lives, uh, you got to have excellence. You know, and the Bible talks about that in Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly um, uh, for God and not for men. And uh, that's excellence, you know, yeah. from the Word of God. And so that's just something, you know, that I've seen you not just talk about, but you live out. Yeah. And so, you know, there are a lot of people that are going to, that are listening right now that are maybe just stuck. You know, they're just trying to figure out what is this excellence thing. You know, I, I got a lot on my plate. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I, yeah. I, I don't have time for something else that's trendy, uh, but it's not <laughs> trendy. It's biblical. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And so good. for us to sit back and evaluate our lives. Uh, but with that, man, you know, just what is in for this? Uh, the topic for today is the pursuit of excellence, you know, because we truly we, we never arrive. You know, until we sure. meet with until we're with the Lord, you know, but we can continue to walk with Christ our whole lives. And so with that, um, what is the pursuit of excellence? What is that to you? Yeah, man, I think you just said it really, really like right on the nose. And I'll just go ahead and capitalize on that when you said it, it's not just a one time thing, you know, and I think a lot of people get in that kind of mode of like, once I do something that's excellent, I'm done. And so, and I believe that, that of course, you know, you have to continue to strive to go one step above and one step above and one step above, you know, once you do something that's excellent, you strive to say, okay, how can I make it better? Cause nothing's ever going to be perfect. You know, excellence and perfection are two different things. Um, you can't be perfect, but you can be excellent and excellence is knowing what you can do better and then striving to be better. And then when you get to that point, you know, you're not you're not perfect yet. So you strive to be a little more excellent and a little more excellent. Um, I'll reference another, another verse, Mark seven, you know, uh, it said people were overwhelmed with amazement because everything that Jesus did, he did it well. And I think it's because he constantly in his whole ministry on earth pursued excellence. He pursued going better and above and beyond. He built a team of disciples, just like we build teams in our workplace. And he said, Hey, we're going to do this like this, but we're also going to do it well. We're not just going to do it. And so I think that's what the pursuit of excellence is to me is that I'm constantly just applying Mark seven to my life of like, Hey, like I'm going to do it well and I'm going to do it better. Yeah, that's good, man. I, I definitely hear you on that because, uh, like you were saying there's a difference between perfection and excellence, right? Woo! <laughs> That's Dude, good right there, man. It's yeah. so true. It's so true, especially especially um because you can get on the other side of excellence where you're you get in more of the perfection base where you're going to be a really frustrated because you're always going to try to attain something that you're never going to achieve. Um and that's really going to cause a lot of hurt in your life, but when you stay in this model of saying, "Hey, like I'm not perfect and that's okay because I'm just going to be better," you know? And I think that's where we kind of you like fool ourselves thinking like, Hey, I'm going to keep doing this for 10 years and I'm going to get perfect. Well, no, I'm going to get excellent. I'm not going to get perfect. And I, and that's okay. Jesus doesn't, hasn't called us to be perfect. That's right. And so with that, Cameron, cause you know that a lot of people, um, you know, we all have different gifts. We all have different talents and we all have um, different things that we're passionate about. And so with excellence, you know, it's just not for people in ministry, you know? So yeah. How does one pursue excellence when we're all so busy? I mean, people have kids, you know, is it just with their job? Is it with parenting? Is it with, you know what I mean? How do we even pursue it when we, when, you know, when we're getting a hundred emails a day, you know, we're all getting all these ads. Um, how, how do we kind of pursue that with just all these things going on? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so that's really good. Um, 
it's really funny because uh, I had a friend who used to always um, I used to always get frustrated because I try to call him all the time. And uh, he was just a busy guy. And so uh, he, he wouldn't answer and wouldn't answer. And weeks would go by and he'd give me a phone call and, um, you know, things things and that kind of um, would kind of happen more more often than not. And uh, and so for me, as I sat down to myself and I was like, man, I get that you're busy, but man, we can all afford five minutes for a phone call. And I thought to myself right there of when I pursue excellence, yes, I'm busy. Yes, I've got a lot on my plate. Yes, I'm leading people. Yes, I'm trying to serve my pastor at my workplace. And you might be in a position where you're not on staff at a church, but you're on staff somewhere else. And you're trying to serve your boss. You're trying to serve your family, your kids. But we all can make time for what's important. And we can all make time to pursue excellence. You know, if I'm if I'm doing a task or something, I can spend two and a half more minutes on that task to make it better than just the task, you know? And I think that's where we have to really um, activate our time management skills right there uh, because we talk about being busy, but there's a way to be busy and be better, you know? Like there's, it's not just a, hey, because I'm busy, I can't be excellent. You can tie those two together and you can make something special out of that and you can really captivate that. Like what you said about your kids, like, you know, you can you can make your, parenting skills better. You can take extra time to invest in your kids. You can take extra time to invest in your spouse. Like it's not like you have to take six hours out of your day and Hey, I, I can't go to work cause I'm too busy being excellent. You know, like you can, <laughs> That's it's, right. it's not, it's not that drastic. Like you can do the little things and those little things build up to habits, which then create more little things. And then before you know it, your lifestyle looks completely different in a year or two or three year period. Yeah, and I, I think that's the importance of you know calling it the pursuit of excellence. Like you said, it's these little increment things, and it's not all of a sudden, hey, it's the morning, I'm excellent. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, spouse, how am I doing? You're doing excellent, like out of nowhere. You know, yes, like I said, it's, yeah, it's it doesn't come things. overnight. It doesn't come overnight. Yeah. I think patience is a huge thing about that. I am probably the most impatient person you'll ever meet. I'm like the guy who. I will literally search for any app for how to do some type of task because I know I can do it more efficiently. And I'm so used, and especially in our generation where it's just microwave mentality. And sometimes there are certain things that you just can't put in a microwave. And excellence is one of those things. You have to build excellence over time. Like you have to build that because excellence can, will create this culture inside of you of this excellent type of culture. And it doesn't happen in three or four weeks. You know, it, takes a year, two years, three years, but then you can look back and kind of see that landscape and see like, wow, like where am I now versus where I was then? Because I took the little time here and there over these past three years to go a step beyond. Yeah, man, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Say that's, that's so good. And guys, I really hope you're writing some of this stuff down. Don't miss it. Uh, so <laughs> I wanted to kind of move on to, you know, pursuing excellence, it sounds, you know, awesome. Oh man, it just sounds so good. You know, help me do the things that I've always wanted to do and achieve. Um, but it seems like if I do those things, then I'm going to miss out, you know, on more, more, more comfortable life, you know, yeah. you know, if I start pursuing excellence, 
you know, I gotta start waking up at a di- maybe a different time. I yeah, gotta start yeah. Communicating to people, you know, I gotta start like working hard, or I gotta start <laughs> paying attention to my kids. Yeah, I gotta start using my money right. So, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it sounds silly, but you think about it. You know, you if you are pursuing excellence, and there's something else you're not doing, right? You're not doing the opposite of that. And so, um, does pursuing excellence come at a cost? And if so, yeah. what, 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 what? Yeah. So, does it come at a cost, Cameron? Yes, of course it comes at a cost, man. It wouldn't be excellent if, if it was easy. If it costs nothing, man, we have we have Chick Fil A's on every corner, and every house would be <laughs> everything would be perfect and one with the world. Um, yeah. But no, it does come at a bunch of costs. I think the two big costs that come to my mind right off the bat is, of course, I mentioned it um, a, a couple minutes ago, time. Uh, it's going to cost your time. Absolutely. Um, you're, you're not going to be able to do the things that you love to do as much. Um, I'll tell you one thing in my life right now, I have all the time in the world to do the things that I love and it's because I've managed my time wisely and, uh, it's, but it is going to cost time. And if I didn't manage my time wisely, I probably would be spending time that I could, you know, enjoying leisure stuff. I would spend that time pursuing excellence. And that's what you have to really do is evaluate that time and say, Hey, like, what is, what is most important to me? You know, is, is taking an extra 20 minutes to make sure this project for work is great. Is that more important to me than catching the next episode of parks and rec on Netflix? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a tough one. come on. Yeah. I mean, you, but you have to evaluate that. You have to say, Hey, how, how, how important is excellence to me? The second thing that um, I believe I had to, I had to learn this the hard way. Um, the co- you're, it's going to cost you your pride um, because the way that you pursue excellence is you ask people that are better than you how to do it. Um, and that is that is something to really, really, really uh, hold on to. And it's got it's going to cost you your pride. You're going to have to sit there and say, hey, I want to do this better and I don't know how. And I see this guy and he does it exceptionally well. I want to learn from him. I want to grow from him. I want to ask him every question I can and say, hey, how can I be better in this? And that, that, you know, that's a hurt to our pride. I mean, we want to think that we're the best parents. We want to think that we're the best pastors, the best um, employees on the planet. But at the, at the end of the day, we're not. And there's always someone bigger that we can learn from. There's always someone better that we can learn from. Some of the big, you can like interview some of the biggest people or some of the biggest CEOs on the ever. And like, they'll just tell you, yeah, like we're constantly going to conferences still. We're constantly learning. We're constantly growing because they're not satisfied with where they are and they know that they could always, always be better. And so I think it really costs your pride. Absolutely. Yeah, that's tough, man. Pride is pride is tough and time. Uh, that's even worse because if you start thinking, man, but what about all the things that I want to do in life? Um, I heard a quote the other day. Um, it's from Les Brown. He said, do the things in life that are easy and your life will be hard and <laughs> do the things in life that are hard and your life will be easy. Come on. So was, uh, yeah, man. I was like, oof. Ouch. I think I'm going I'm to I'm steal that for my next sermon. That's what I'm going to do. I'm definitely stealing that. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard it the other day and I was like, man, that's so true. So pursuing <laughs> excellence is hard. Yeah, man. You know, it, it is. is difficult. It um, is. Absolutely. But Absolutely. to do the easy things in life, like sit back and, go to work late and show up not well-groomed, <laughs> you know what I mean? And not catch up with people or not handle this conflict because, you know, you're scared or not have that conversation that you need to have with someone and yeah. all these things that are, you know, you know, you, you, you don't do them 
but you take the easy route, it, it's going to catch up. It is going to catch up. And, and then that's the thing with that right there, uh, James, is because you're going, man, people don't realize just like this inner feeling that you get when you do achieve some type of excellence. They don't, you know, you don't understand that, you know, like what you said about going in well-groomed. I don't know about you, but like, I feel better about myself when I am well-groomed. I feel better about myself when I complete a project and my boss is telling me, dude, this is the best I've ever seen. Like there, that's, that's not a bad thing. Like, that's not like a morale killer. That's a morale builder, you know, like, um, and and that's the thing is, man, when you pursue excellence, dude, you're going to feel that inside of you. You're going to feel like your emotions are going to be better. You're going to like, when you pursue like, like in every aspect, every category, you know, your, your physical health, man, your, of course your body's going to feel better. Your parenting health, man, your kids are going to love you more. Your wife's going to love you more and your marriage. and, And then obviously you're going to have a be in a better mood you know like pursuing excellence only serves you at the same time yeah yeah that's really good man so with that you know i mean again we have uh you know maybe the stay-at-home mom to a teacher shout out stay-at-home moms best people on the planet (laughs) love you yeah that's right Uh, i mean to somebody you know working maybe at retail or who knows maybe someone in ministry i'm not sure but you know a lot of people like i said just different professions and different walks of life yeah uh, but if you could just share some practical practical ways that someone can pursue excellence in their personal life um so maybe just a, maybe one or two areas to just start in you know yeah like, yeah where do i start at yeah you know, and how do i start so just something that could work uh, for everyone which is well, a, which is a big question so absolutely um there is something that I learned long ago and I'm not the best at doing this. I'm still getting better at this, but, um, it's the, uh, it's the best kind of, I don't know, uh, action, I guess you could mm-hmm. take or the best kind of task you can do. And so I learned this, um, from a leader about a year and a half ago, and it's really changed the way that I see things. And, uh, I think about you imagine kind of like your life in every category of your life, um, on like a dashboard, like you're driving and you got your dashboard right there with your speedometer and all this stuff. And you have all these little lights that are clicking all over the place. And so what I think to myself is I look at this and I have every light is a category in my life. So starting with the left, my physical health, um, my spiritual walk with God, the relationships with my friends, the relationships with my spouse, the relationships with my kids. Um, you go over here, uh, my performance at work. You know, you just take every category of your life that you want to be better in um, and you and you grade it. So you be honest, like kill the pride like we talk about, honest feedback. You know, you know, this month and you do this every month. So this month, you know, uh, I didn't go to the gym barely at all. Oh, man, I did a little bit at the house. So like, man, I'm about a C minus on that, on that category. Okay. Now let's go to the next one. You know what? I've been connecting with God like I never have before. It's been awesome. I would say I'm at about like an A minus when it comes to my spiritual walk, things like, and so you continue to grade this. So you can kind of see this whole scope of this is my life in a month. Let's look at the, let's look at the grades. Where were the C's at? Where were the C minuses, the D's? Where did I have any F's? Like, let's look at the F's and say, Hey, let's start there. You know, like if I'm, if I'm doing, if I'm, if I'm achieving an A in one area of my life, well then man, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to keep living, doing that A, but where's my D at? Where can I go and, and where can I bring that grade up in my life and, and start to instill practices and do research? You know, I mean, some stuff it's easy, you know, like for physical, if I'm a D in physical, okay, well then I go get a workout program. Um, I go set time aside every day to, to run or bike. 
um, you know, uh, in parenting, you know, okay, if I'm a D in parenting, then maybe I need to set another hour to spend time with my family. Maybe I need to throw my phone in a basket when I walk in the door. So my attention's on them, you know, things like that. Like mm-hmm. you, you just, you look at that dashboard and then every month revisit that dashboard. You know, you don't have to wake up every day. Oh my gosh, what am I not doing good at? Cause that'll drive you nuts. Trust me. Unless you, and dude, unless you are a, unless you are a type A personality that is going to drive you nuts. So yeah. take a month, give it a month. Someone, someone like me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Come on. Any, uh, any, uh, perfectionist on the Enneagram can relate to me uh, out there, but, uh, but no, but yes, absolutely. Uh, just evaluate that. And every month go back to it and revisit and say, Hey, what am I, what am I lacking in? Has anything dropped? Has anything excelled? Celebrate your wins. Gosh, you got to celebrate your wins. Celebrate when your grade has gone from a B to an A. Um, but then also look at where it's gone from a C to a D and, and try to build that and try to say, Hey, what can I do to fix that and to just cultivate that? Yeah, man, that's great. And I think one thing that, uh, most people kind of, you know, you hear it all the time, work on your strengths and not your weaknesses, or some people say the opposite, work on your weaknesses and not your strengths. Uh, but with this, with your life, like all of it's important. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. So like you said, you know, look at all of it, evaluate all of it. This is not, uh, man, I'm not good at admin. So let me delegate that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there is no delegation Come on. when it goes to the, you know, the, the sections of your life. Right. right, you, know what I mean? right. Like you cannot delegate your marriage. Dude, <laughs> you know, no you doubt. Out. delegate your health you're you yeah your staff member the, is not going to yeah. get you to lose 20 pounds all right you got to do it you got to yeah, do it yeah yeah your co-worker isn't your kid's parent you know what I mean like yes. you, are, you know and so I, I hear you and I just want to make sure that you know just to reiterate what you're saying you know this isn't a work on your strengths and not your weaknesses or work on your weaknesses not your strengths like this is all of it you know so it's true. all important so true um, and to look at all of it and say hey let me lean in a little more here and let me lean in a little more here yeah um, and nevertheless you can't juggle them all at the same time i heard from someone um, not too long ago but they were saying how you know if you got to work more then you know you may have to dis- you know you may disappoint your family but if you lean in more with your family, then you may disappoint work. And he said, what I try to do is not disappoint the same thing over and over. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, good. Yeah, I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah. So, hey, man, uh, you know, let's, let's shift a little bit. You know, okay. we, we're getting a little deep. You know, we got yeah, 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 a little bit. Let's, yeah, let's have a little fun. Oh, so chill what, out. what are some, yeah, what are some of your hobbies, man? What do you, what do you love? What does Cameron love to do? What does Cameron love? I think first and foremost, um, I live in the South, South Mississippi, um, mid Mississippi. Uh, shout I, out. I, yeah. Shout out Jackson in Mississippi, Bruno Mars. What's up? Um, to the sip. no. Uh, and it's so funny because I don't feel like I belong here at all with my interests and my hobbies. Um, I live in a like heavy, heavy college football area, NFL, everything. And I honestly could care less about football and uh, I think my big passion and hobby when it comes to hobbies, bro, I love the NBA. I love watching mm. some basketball. Uh, right. it's, it's my thing. It's the one thing that, man, on my dashboard, that's an A+. plus. It, it needs to be like a B. <laughs> it needs to be a B, honestly. But I make that an yeah. A+, plus when it comes to my hobbies, you know. You're and actually so, getting pulled over for speeding. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I got to chill, chill, yeah. 
awesome. But yeah, yeah, man, I'm a huge NBA fan. Uh, love me the um, New Orleans Pelicans, man. I get to watch them every season. Uh, I get to go down to New Orleans a lot. We're not too far, and so sometimes I take my wife. And uh, you know, this year will be special. I get to maybe get maybe get James Wilson to come down, take a little flight Whoa. down here, and. See, what, see what we're about here. Come watch some games with me. You know, that's an open invitation, by the way. There um, we go. You know, but you heard, uh, you heard it. You yeah, heard it. I love me. I love me basketball, and then just unwinding. I love unwinding with um, just like maybe playing a little Xbox. Uh, love that. Uh, sometimes just uh, there's no better way to just rest after a hard day's work than to just get on a video game and just beating everyone and making people around you just feel so miserable you know like because you're better than them you know there's no better feeling than that of course i'm being super sarcastic (laughs) if you're listening if you're listening do not do not judge me for this i'm just kidding um that's funny no but no i just love just a good way to unwind you know just playing little games you know just kind of occupy that time and stuff and so yeah basketball and video games bro that's that's how i live my life outside of everything else man yeah B uh BV basketball and video games hashtag yeah. another hashtag come hashtag on bro we just making BV. we're going go worldwide right here worldwide yeah you know what you know, let's do another hashtag hashtag Bam. come on come on <laughs> that's not gonna work I don't know if that'll work but we'll we'll see we'll see uh, yeah yeah I guess I don't know just get a little crazy. let me calm down all right so so the pursuit of excellence you know I mean it 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 can, it sounds like it can be tiring yeah you know what I mean it sounds like you're just always leading you know even though like you said you know there's some hobbies and things are going on. But again, you know, like we were talking about with that quote, I said, you know, if you do the things in life that are hard, um, then your life will be easy. Um, and and with that, it just seems like, uh, you know, there, a lot of stress could come, you know. And so what do you do during a stressful season uh, that restores you? Lots of coffee. Just out like gallons and gallons of coffee to just stay alert and stay fresh stay excited no no i'm just kidding um no 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 um no i think in a stressful season what's really important um you gotta you gotta work hard right that's the stressful season you work hard but then you also have to rest hard and that's one thing that's really important and you can talk to any leader and they'll tell you the same thing Uh, the good leaders will And that is that, man, you have got to have a day off in your week. I think that's the biggest thing that I see, especially from some peers of mine and stuff, is that they they don't take that time to rest. And they're even more frustrated when it comes to pursuing excellence, because that's biblical. Like God took time to rest. He prayed hard and then he rested hard. And that's so true. And we have to adopt that. You know, there's a reason why he developed a Sabbath. Is because he, you need that rest. We're physical human beings. We can't take working nonstop, 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 nonstop. Um, it, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't compute well, especially with us. You know, you'll start to see yourself more frustrated. You start to see yourself more stressed out, and and you have to take that time to rest. And like that's my that's my motto. That's my goal. Is I say, hey, one day a week, that's rest. Like I don't do work. I don't answer emails. Um, I don't, I don't answer work phone calls unless they're emergencies. Like I literally just rest, whether it be in my house, reading a book, whether it be outside, just playing like in the breeze, whether it be just going for a jog, um, playing some games, watching some basketball TV, whatever, like you got to have that time to rest because, um, that stressful season will overpower you. If you don't have 
um, that kind of that restoration and, um, and then, and then knowing how to rest. I think that's huge because like a lot of people don't know how to rest when you're a grinder, you don't know how to rest. And so, uh, uh, you know, just kind of evaluating that. And one mentor told me is, is you have certain categories that you kind of ask yourself when you, if you think you're resting and you're like, Hey, am I honoring my wife? You know? So I go to myself and if I'm sitting on the couch watching a Netflix show with my wife, guess what? I think I'm doing a pretty good job of resting because I'm honoring her. I'm spending good quality time with her. Um, and then the second thing is, am I honoring myself? Am I doing something personally that I enjoy? You know, you talk about your hobbies. So am I doing something where, um, you know, am I playing a video game and having a fun time doing it? Yes. I'm honoring my, you know, I'm honoring, I'm taking care of myself, you know, my, my own interests. And, wow. and so like going down that list. Um, and, and so I think that you just, you got to rest and then know how to rest. And I think that'll really, really kind of help you in that stressful season. Yeah, that's good, man. And it's so important because most people don't and then they get stressed and we know that stress can definitely affect your body, you know, and your health. Uh, so another thing is, you know, with trying to pursue excellence, not everybody wants to, um, and not everybody would like to. And so with that, I mean, if you're in your workplace and, you know, it's kind of, the, I call it the culture of average, yes, you know, yes. uh, and unfortunately it's like that in relationships too, you know, not everybody wants to talk to you all the time, right? you know, or wants to spend time with you yeah. all the time. Unfortunately, it also happens in marriages, you know, for me to just all, you know, in different aspects of our life. Um, and so with that, uh, you know, pursuing the pursuit of excellence, how does one stand out in a culture of average? Ooh, this is a fun question, James. This might be my favorite question that you've asked me. Um, I think that standing out in a culture of average and I'll of course reference, I've already referenced them once, but I think Chick-fil-A is honestly one of the biggest uh, representations of excellence. And you can you could literally go through some of their stuff and literally preach just leadership conferences off of some of the things that they do. And one quote um, from Truett B. Kathy is he says, we are not in the chicken business. We are in the people business. And so when I think about a culture of average, I have three things in my life that I personally say. And I say, hey, my time is more important than my money. And my and people are more important than my time. So it goes people, time, and money. When you're in the people business, you begin to build from a culture of average to a culture of excellence. When everything you do is surrounded by serving people and uh, serving them better, you'll start to see yourself move out of a culture of average. You know, McDonald's can literally come in and spend all the money in the world and have the most like expensive facility, top to bottom looks great, better than Chick-fil-A's equipment, everything. Their designs are better, but they won't be as excellent as Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A focuses on the people before they focus on the environment. And that environment just builds into an excellent environment because of how they treated people. And so I think that's what you really have to focus on is when you're in this culture of average, how am I serving people better? It's what God's called us to do. Like people are the number one thing. Like it's not about, hey, I've got to be the best time management person in the world, and that's how I'll be excellent. It's not about, hey, I've got to make more money, and that's how I'm excellent. 
It's, hey, I've got to treat people the best that I can. Zig Ziglar says it. He says, you'll get everything in life that you want as long as you help enough people around you get what they want in life. And that is so true. The way that you treat others and serve people is going to be the way that you serve yourself and create that culture of excellence in your life. This is, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little amped right now because I, I, I really, really love this question because man, if we would just, man, I just, I see it from people all the time, man. If they would just put people above preferences, you could see just such a change, man, such a change in, in your workplace and your family, you know, and, and even me, like I'm guilty. Like I notice it. Like when I, when I try to do things like in my marriage, I mean, uh, my wife, she would love to come to this conversation and just agree with me, you know, and, but like she, she, she'll, she'll notice that she'll notice the times where I'm not putting her first. And when uh-huh. I literally put her first in every little thing I do, I'll notice that I'll start to do things better. You know, I'll start to be, I'll start to work better. I'll start to act better. My emotions will be better in check and I'll build that culture of excellence inside myself. And so I have to do that in every aspect of my life. When I put people first, um, and when I focus on serving people more than anything else, that culture of excellence will come, man. It'll, it'll just build inside of you, man. And it's, it's, it's really awesome. It's really cool. Dude, that's what I'm talking about, man. That was awesome. And I really do appreciate that. I appreciate the honesty. Um, and not just that, but the clarity, you know, yeah. as I talked about the whole, my, my whole um, purpose and my focus and my mission in life and my message is to just help people achieve their goals by thinking clearly, sure. right? Yeah. And, um, and plan effectively. And yeah. if you're not thinking clearly, how do you know what you're doing? And if you're not planning effectively, where do you, you don't even know where you're going. You know what I mean? And so so thank you for that, man. Um, Just, you know, the last thing is, you know, I have this this book coming out, Pain Formation, um, Forming Pain into Purpose. Uh, You know, most people struggle with pain and suffering in their lives. And so I've written a book that really shares a lot of my personal stories of pain, um, but to help people persevere, right, and to fulfill their purpose that God has given them. Yeah. Um, Because no, no, no matter who you are, you're, you're, you're going to experience pain, Yeah, you know, and it hurts. Uh, and, um, Absolutely. And it's, it's difficult, right? Mm. The good thing is that God can use, uh, those hurts for his glory Come you on. Know, from the things that I talk about in the book. Uh, but also in the book at the, at the very end, uh, I tell people, I say, well, people don't know it hasn't came out yet, but it's coming out um, in the fall. But at the end of the very book, I say, hey, you know, we're, call it a lifelong journey. Uh, that's what I titled that, that portion. And I talk about how um, you have a story and you're going to experience things like keep this book on the shelf somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're going to need this because, you know, we don't talk about our problems a lot. Yeah. You know, we don't want to worry somebody. Oh, how you doing? Oh, it's like, oh, gosh, I should have <laughs> asked him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, gosh. Yeah. You know, hey, you doing all right? Well, you're like, oh, gosh, you know, uh, but we all have a story. And um and, and we, we kind of hold tight to it. And so, you know, with, with the book coming out soon, you know, with me trying to get people to just share some of their moments, um, man, I'd love if you wouldn't mind just to, you know, to be open and be willing to just share, uh, you know, just briefly, you know, just share a painful moment that you've been through and, um, and how you've been able to form that into purpose. Yes, absolutely, man. Uh, so for me personally, where, where I've kind of seen God work on my heart and really bring me to a new level um, has been because of my childhood. Um, I faced a lot of um, issues. I come from a broken home. 
And uh, I hope I'm relating to, to some people out there. Uh, I know I am relating to people. Um, about 50% of the country now, and this is a really awful statistic and it breaks my heart, but about 50% are growing up in fatherless homes right now. And uh, wow. I was one of those people. And, um, and I hate that. I hate that we share that in common. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's a big thing. I dealt with a lot of, um, physical abuse from my dad leading up to the point where he did abandon us. Um, uh, I mean, I, you talk about physical and then of course mental, you know, I, he would hit me and I would see him hit my, my, my mom and my sisters and it, and it, it, it'll work on you, man. It'll really mess you up, you know? Uh, and people think that you get over it very quickly, but man, you know, I'm 27 years old now and I'm still facing some of this stuff. You know, I still see little instances in my life where this is coming up and, you know, it's because of the scars, it's the wounds, you know, and, and they don't, you know, they, they take time to heal more time than you think. And, and so growing up in this, you know, I, I was such an abandoned and rejected child in, and it was a very painful moment for me. It was a painful season. You know, it was a long season, a painful, you know, my dad would come in and couple months and then bail and then a cut and in and bail. And it was just like kind of that mix kind of like mixed signals of like, does he love me or does he not? Like, do I have a father or not? And of course that kind of weighs on you, you get in your teenage years and you didn't have that attention. And so that's all you're doing is seeking attention because you've never experienced it. Kids need attention. Like don't believe anything that anyone else tells you. Like kids absolutely need attention. They need attention for their own self-worth. Um, and, and so like, that's what I wound up doing. And so as I got to high school and then even getting to college now, um, I've been able to form that into purpose because God absolutely put it on my heart of, Hey, you come from a fatherless home and you know what it's like to, to have, uh, not have that attention and that love from a father. Like that's your purpose right there. And so I began to turn this into a purpose, becoming a kid's pastor and saying, Hey, no kid that steps in my kid's ministry will feel unloved. I refuse to let it happen. My leaders will adopt this culture and I have this culture that we will create love. Um, even in the student ministry now, uh, coming through this Gen Z is fascinating, by the way. They're just completely different than any other generation. Um, and they think differently and they act differently, but they need love. They absolutely need love. They're the loneliness, loneliness generation right now. And, and so we have to create that. And so it, you know, the texts every four days, Hey man, just thinking about you, praying for you, that matters. And I want to create that. And God's given me that purpose to love on them and to serve them. And, and he's brought me to a place in my life where it's all I love to do. Like I love, I, I feel, and I know this sounds crazy, but like, I feel like I'm feeling, you know, like God has called me to fill that void. Um, mm. me and the leaders and the teams around me, he's called to fill the voids in these students' lives. Um, and it's been just such a, a grateful, exp I'm so grateful for this experience, uh, that God has used me for this, that he gave me this, this harsh season because I've been able to turn it into a testimony where I can relate. Mm. I can relate to the, to the 16 year old who, his mom is working three jobs and they can barely make it. And they're living in an apartment and he's walking to his part-time job every day. Like I relate to that. Like I get that. And I want to, and I want to love that. And I want to, I want to serve that person. And, you know, and, and so like, that's where that purpose comes from, man, is, is, is turning that hurt. Like, like you said, like your book, and I love your book. I can't wait for people for it to come out so people can read this and kind of see just how much it could make a difference in their life. But man, taking that yeah. pain, man, and saying, I refuse to be a statistic. I'm going to make a difference. And so uh, I think that's where it just came from me, man. It's just like 
I'm not going to let my childhood bring me down. I'm going to let it drive me to something bigger and better. Wow. Dude, that is, uh, that's so encouraging, man. Cause even, you know, just for myself, just kind of writing it all out, you know, you start reflecting on, you know, all the fears and doubts and, and just being scared, you know, and being heard and just to where I am now, you know, and, you know, other things, you know, may come, but like you said, just, just being thankful that God has provided and his promise is sure. Yeah. So man, I, I appreciate, appreciate you for sharing that, man. That, that really does mean a lot. Man, absolutely. Um, yeah. Any final comments? Well, I just have to say, guys, if you if you haven't gotten in touch with this man, James Wilson, I will tell you a story that if you want to pursue excellence, this is a man that you need. I decided one day that I wanted to be the best kids pastor on the planet. And I literally reached out to this man, James Wilson, in an email. I said, hey, I want to grow and I want to be better. So I, re- I remember I remember that day, man, I reached out to you and I, <laughs> I, I tried to be so like so professional and I, I typed that email. I was like, hey, um, you know, like my name is Cameron. I'm a kids pastor, blah, 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 blah. And, and man, you know, I just love the way you do ministry. And I think you're really striving for something better. And I just want to learn from you. Would you give me just time for, for a phone call? Um, and I remember because of that one email, I see our relationship now. And it's you're I mean, you're one of my closest friends. And, yeah. and you've helped me grow in areas of my life that I've never expected. And so, um, and so I would extend that as an encouragement to others, man, just, just don't be scared. Don't be scared to reach out. Don't be scared to be real with people and just say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm not where I want to be. And I, I want to get better. You can't do it on your own. You really can't like, you got it. You're only as good as the people around you, man, you know, uh, an old saying, show me your friends and I'll show your show and I'll show you your future, you know, like get, get people around you. that are going to help you get to that excellence, you know, um, get, you know, check your circle, get that circle that, um, will really, really just build that. Cause when you'll realize, dude, they'll be the, they'll be the only people sometimes that really push you to the next level when you're feeling discouraged, you know, when you're feeling tired, like, they'll be there for you. And so, and so find those people, man, they're there, you know, they're there, pray, ask God, Hey, where show those people in my life, give convict me when I know that there's somebody that I need to connect with and, and, and just be bold. You know, I, if I would have chickened out and said, man, James is at a church way too big, way bigger than mine. Like, dude, he ain't going to have time for me. Like if I would have had that, I would have never had this relationship and I would have never grown to this level. And so you know, like just be bold, man. Don't be scared. Like God's called you. He's given you courage and, and just go after it, man. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm talking about. Hey man, Cameron, I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing about the pursuit of excellence. Thank you. Uh, man. And uh, again, people, if you haven't been taking notes, listen to it again with the notepad because the wisdom of Cameron, um, it's, it's, uh, it's biblical, uh, but it's also going to change your life, you know, and um, I appreciate your man. Uh, yeah. So thanks again, Cameron. And uh, thank you everybody for listening and we'll talk to you later.